two. Hey, what's going on? Stokely from Sausandule. Oh, yes. So coming on for the Thanksgiving weekend holiday. You know, it was a good time to be around friends and family, you know. It's not about the consumerism or the gifts or even buying all that food and all that stuff and wasting food. And it's really, you know, all this commercialism and, the, 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 you know, things like Black Friday. Black Friday was... Black Friday, from my recollection, comes from the stock market crash. I think it was 1929. I'm not sure. But the stock market crash was the first Black Friday and that flat Black Friday a lot of people lost their lives um, you know stock brokers are jumping off of buildings maybe people were throwing them out of the building I don't know but um, you know we've turned that into a commercial holiday Memorial Day which is a day to remember the troops we've turned that into a day to sell mattresses and cars and stuff like that so we've commercialized these uh these days that are supposed to be um in memory of uh people who lost their lives and now you know i can understand the thing about it is people are off so it's a great opportunity people are not at work so it's a great opportunity to get them to buy stuff you know and they're 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 they're, they're available during the week and maybe your business is not closed during the week you know people who have jobs that let them stay home you know they, you can access them now it's a great time to access them and it's a great time for them to come and do some shopping you know if you have a business that's open so it's understandable that capitalists like myself would capitalize on that um, it's just a little um, it's not necessarily tragic because I try not to be a romantic about any phenomena I want empirical data. I don't want a romantic feeling about it. But human beings are romantic. Um, we are fantastic. We like to make things bigger than they are. We like to make it seem like it's wonderful and whatever. Um, when it's not really all of that. But the romance is really just to sell whatever it is. You know? Like... Um, someone was saying at Thanksgiving we're listening to some old R&B and they were saying oh you know listen to those songs those those songs are from when men really loved women now that's really not the case that's a romantic view of it because that's how the singer is presenting it but if we look at the empirical data we see that I mean women didn't have voting rights until what you know, women didn't have voting rights until maybe, I don't remember, something like that. I mean, white women didn't have voting rights until probably, I don't know, pre-1950s. And then I think black people got the right to vote, like, on a universal basis in the 1960s. So, um, anyhow... Women were still probably relegated to the home up until, you know, 
the 70s or so. And I already spoke about how the 70s is kind of a double-edged sword. But um, now you're saying that this is when men really love women. No, no. The misogyny was just the same. The, 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 the women were not really owning property and stuff like that. You know, they weren't, they weren't inheriting property or owning property. And didn't really have significant amount of political representation until probably about the 70s or so. So, yeah, some of that R&B was about the 70s and 80s and stuff. But still, for the most part, um, women were relegated to somewhat subservient role in the whole um, household dynamic. You know, they're still expected to do all the cooking and the cleaning and the washing. And um, I don't think men started doing their own cooking, cleaning, and washing till probably around... I would feel like maybe uh, late 80s, early 90s and up because they were more bachelors. So they had to take care of their own um, property. You know, they had to take fend for themselves in that in that sense. Before, before that, they were expecting that a woman would do all of that. So when you're saying that these R&B singers are loving women, no, what they're doing is selling a romantic view of a consensual coitus situation now in order to access that coitus um, the singer would make it appear that his feelings surpass just the physical or surpass just whatever momentary um, um, infatuation or affection that they have you know Let's go back to real life. We got it, you know. So, anyhow, similarly, Cheech and Chong, you know, they, they have a show that's all about marijuana. Similarly, um, Dave Chappelle had a show about marijuana named Half Baked. And um, in Half Baked and in Cheech and Chong, when these guys smoke marijuana, they start flying and they start seeing colors and they start. Um, seeing flowers and all kind of wonderful positive things. Now, in reality, none of that happens when people smoke marijuana. They don't see any stars. They don't see any clouds. They don't feel like they're floating in the air. They don't get inspiration. They don't know. None of that. None of that stuff happens. But watching Cheech and Chung and watching Half Baked or watching Snoop Doggy Dog or any of these other guys, Make, make marijuana seem so romantic, seem so attractive, seem like you're missing out if you're not enjoying it. You know, it invokes a fear of missing out. It evokes, it invokes your impulse and your nature to want to socialize and be a part of something greater than yourself. So as a result, you engage in it and, um, you know, maybe, maybe you have like some kind of reaction to it where it makes a su substantial reaction. If you have those cannabinoid receptors in your brain or if you have a, a, a larger than usual dopamine receptor in your brain, like they say some people do have, 
then maybe you have a, a fantastic reaction. But you're not going to see flowers and stars and all kind of whatever. You're not going to, that's not going to happen. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit distracted, kind of upset. But the, um, let's stay on track. So, those R&B singers were never really what they're talking about. Now, we look at recent events, talking about Bill Cosby and Aaron Hall and Jamie Foxx and Usher. Now, the songs that <coughs> Jamie Foxx sings romantic songs, Aaron Hall sings romantic songs. Um, who was another criminal? R. Kelly sings romantic songs like like he sings R. Kelly has a song when a woman loves she loves for real so now maybe that is true but how did he use that information he used it to manipulate her so he sells a romantic image he sells a romanticism but ultimately when you find out at the core of all of this is a carnal, fleshly, lust, and a, um, a deviant, S-E-X-U-A-L addiction. Right? So what was romantic about that? So there's no romanticism. So I don't like to romanticize any kind of idea. I want to get to the real heart of the idea. You know, and that gets to something else. Like I was, I was talking to some family members, and they were telling me something. We're talking, we're talking. For some reason, they're flattering me, and I don't really, I don't, you know, flattery makes me uncomfortable, and and, I, and it's a good thing. Flattery makes me uncomfortable because I like to keep myself on a level because. I'm kind of super, uh, you already know, I'm superstitious and uh, I fear God. I'm afraid and I'm superstitious, right? So when I'm being flattered, I'm just looking now for the come down, like what, what, what's, what's the, what's the, 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 the flattery is, is, is the, is raising you up, but where are you going to fall? You know, where's the fallout? Where's the come down? Where, where's, where's that gonna? Where's, where's the leading? You know what I mean? So anyhow, anyhow, so you know, I'm very suspicious of people, even people that I care about, people that know me, people that so-called care about me. I don't, I don't really. You know what? I'll take the flattery. I'll say I'll take it. I'll take it. That's the much I say. I'll take it nowadays because. Previously, I would say, no, 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 no. But now I say, you know what? Thanks, man. I'll take it. Which means that, you know, I don't agree, but I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I, I don't agree, but I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to get into a debate about it. So I just say, I'll take it. So anyhow, yeah, I don't want to hear romantic stuff. I want to hear about the real meat and potatoes and what it's about. But anyhow, let's let's go to something else. Let's talk if we're talking about romanticism. Let's talk about yeah, romanticism, right? Let's talk about something like parasites. They have a thing called they have a phenomenon nowadays called hobosexuals. 
people who just live with others or they're in a relationship just because they have they need somewhere to live we call them a hobosexual so a hobo is like a, a migrant or a, a transient a transient somebody that doesn't have anywhere to live or whatever the case may be so um oh this road is flooded uh well i guess the tide is in but the um the um so you know people delude themselves because of romanticism that a relationship isn't about isn't transactional or deceive themselves to believe that there isn't a need for reciprocity yeah it's a transaction it's almost it's, it's basically a commercial it's almost a commercial transaction i mean a, a marriage contract marriage license is a contract well, where else do you have a license you have a license with the government whatever it's a government-backed document right anyhow so the romanticism now one is a hobo and one is the i don't know the provider the sucker whatever you want to call it so um when it comes to things oh they had to push this car this car flooded so they had to push it through with the truck oh my goodness the car shut off in the water so the guy is using his truck to push the car along push the lady's car along that's how deep the water is let me see what's deep no, no the bottom of my car isn't really deep that means that water is very deep oh my goodness that's crazy the um so i'm a little distracted the um i don't know how to work it up to get to this point but coming to uh, as as a young boy growing up in a um, rural environment you know surrounded by a lot of trees a lot of orange trees a lot of uh, trees of all kind man coconut whatever the case may be now the orange trees used to have fungus on them it doesn't have a little fungus on the on the skin of the, the orange tree now the orange trees used to also have parasites that looked like um they look like um what do you call them i don't know i don't want to call them ferns not ferns but orchids yes they had orchid orchids growing out of them which were parasites now i don't know the balance between the orchid and the orange tree it could be totally parasitic or it could be symbiotic now if it was symbiotic symbiotic means that the orange tree gives the orchid something and the orchid gives the orange tree something back in return in a totally parasitic situation the orchid would just be sucking nutrients from the orange tree and you know what? I don't think that uh, orchids might not even be parasitic. Maybe they just use that location to access better air quality. I'm not sure. But anyhow, moving along. You know, you got to be careful 
the parasite isn't going to try to kill some parasites aren't going to try to kill the host they're going to have a symbiotic relationship with the host to where they're extracting resources but not to the point where the host dies um killing the host would kill itself and it, it's aware of that so it can't utterly destroy the host but it still has to maintain its it's not going away it's not going away it's not going to leave the host it's not going to detach itself from the host it's not going to move on and try to find another source of nutrients necessarily unless it's really a drastic situation but when it comes to plants they're definitely not going to walk away right but um Oh, this is dangerous, man. So, so the um, so sometimes people tell someone that they love them, and that's just to continue the parasitic um, draw that they have on the host, and they'll do and go through the motions of whatever the case may be with the host to continue that um, arrangement they're going to do what they need to do to continue that arrangement now why didn't I just turn around like the rest of these cars and get out of here this guy's driving so fast with his truck he's splashing everybody with the nasty swamp water these guys are smart they're driving slow the other drivers turned around this is a very dangerous thing that I'm doing right now Anyhow, the bottom of my car should be sealed, but the transmission, I mean, the water could get in the transmission, especially if you got a Ford or some, you know, any of these new Fords, like a Ford Focus or uh, a Ford Escape, like a new Ford Focus or a Ford Escape, um, they very much are prone to rust. And my air ride isn't working, so I can't go up. <laughs> well, it's not that long. It's low, but it's not that long. Yeah, I can't go in my off-road mode. Anyhow, hopefully uh, somebody's calling me now. Hold on. Somebody calling me about. Oh, fuck it is. Oh, fuck it is. Uh. Hey, what's going on? Stokely from South Sondolay. Um, I got cut off a while ago. You know, I was driving through the swamp. So, you know, the, um, I was just telling people to turn back on the swamp and a guy called me about a delivery. So, you know, whatever the, um, what am I saying? So yeah, that's, that's really, you know, watch out for the flattery, watch out for the romanticism, watch out for all these fancy words and all this foolishness. I mean, you may be the perpetrator. I may be the perpetrator. I'm probably a perpetrator. I have been a perpetrator of that. Well, kind of, not really. Yes. Let me just say yes. The, um... The, um... You know, um... You learn a lot about life, but fortune... Unfortunately, unfortunately you learn a lot when you screw up. You learn a lot by failing, and some of these failings are permanent. You know what I mean? Um, like suicide is one kind of failing that you should never really explore. Don't ever commit suicide. 
um, murder. Yeah, don't don't do that. Definitely don't do that. That's not fair. That's like committing suicide on somebody else. You know what I mean? Like whatever. You know, you know what I mean. So um, violence. Try to stay away from that unless it's self defense. You know. Um, uh, you know other other stuff like you don't take people's stuff. You know, like stealing. You don't do that. You know, it's it's probably not even necessary. But um, that's really all I gotta say. I don't really have much else to say. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the health industry. Well, not really a lot, but a lot of people are starting to get into longevity research. And um, CNBC just released an article talking about longevity, things that you need to do. And it's saying that if you eat a healthy diet, it could potentially add 10 years to your life. Um, so, you know, a little bit more for women, something like 10.8 years for women and 10.4 years for men, something to that effect. And even if you start as late as your 40s, you know, if you start... Um, that's roadside assistance. The roadside assistant guy is flashing his lights because he's got to take people out of the swamp now. He, um, it's good to have a, like a little SUV sometimes, you know, especially if you're in these wetland areas. Anyhow, um, I don't have much else to say right now. Stay positive. Think positive. Um, stay away from negative people. Let them Give them their space to, to get healthy and then, then you can come back again. Help people from where they are. Don't help them from, you know, help them help, help them from where you are, I should say. That means you don't go down in a pit to help somebody out of a pit. Right? You stand up on the outside, you send them down a ladder or you send them down a rope. Right? Let them stay where they are, you stay where you at. That was poor grammar, but you un you understand. You stay where you are, they stay where they are. You help them from where they are. Um Yeah. That's about it, man. You know. Don't worry about being cool and oh, this person you think they're nice or so-and-so you think that they're attractive or so-and-so you think they're romantic domestic abusers are romantic domestic abusers are attractive domestic abusers can be funny but it's typically an indication that they have an issue whether it's an addiction Visible or invisible. Like I said, like R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, Puff Daddy. Looking at Bill Cosby, you wouldn't know. Right? But, I mean, you would have to dig a little deeper and know that he's a... He was a frequent visitor to the Playboy Mansion. He was a frequent... He used to frequent the Playboy Mansion. So, 
what does that say about him? It says that he's a deviant. It says that he is going against Leviticus um, 19.29. That will show that he has an addiction and a problem. Later on is when we found out we didn't know because I'm pretty sure he didn't announce himself going there. But I guess, you know, his wife had to suffer through that because she would have known that he went to the Playboy Mansion. Probably, maybe. Who knows? It's public knowledge, actually. So, yeah, she would have known. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So, um, there's some indicators. Who else? I don't know. I don't know. Some of these guys that were going down, they don't really have any indicators. They don't have a, a drug addiction, alcohol addiction that we are aware of. But they have a SEX addiction. And um, and it's like a little more than just normal. You know, it's a little more than just regular. You know, it's on the on the borderline or crosses the line of abuse and exploitation and trafficking. Anyhow, don't worry about romanticism and flattery and all of that. Stay away from that. Watch out for that. Thanks for listening. Thanks.